What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, yeah, doing well. Healthy alive. Fantastic. Tea. Yeah, we got our tea. That's great. That's great. All right. Let's start with uh, President Trump. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's he's made he's made a few people a little angry, hasn't he? Yeah. Couple couple statements that they're saying he said that he didn't say he he didn't. He didn't say it. And we're talking about like the veteran thing. He, he didn't say it. And he said something about voting twice. That's that's not what he said. I, I, heard, I heard what he said, but that's not what he said. But the media is saying that he said that. So how do you actually how do we debunk this? How do we start with this? Well, first of all, if you listen to the video, which I don't we should have the video. I don't have the video on hand. If you listen to the video, he talks about if you're voting by mail, right? If you have one of the, you know, mass mail out thing, you know, the mail in voting um, ballots, if you have one of those and you vote with that, you should go to the poll to verify that your ballot was counted or that, you know, your your so that. If it's not counted, then um, you should vote and have the other one, you know, invalidated. So that's basically what he was saying. And the media is saying, well, Trump told you to go vote twice. Okay. well, a couple of things. One, voting twice, that's illegal. Okay, that's the first thing. So, right. Technically, he, he can't really say that. And and I don't th- I don't believe that he did when he said that. I mean, I heard him say it. He I didn't interpret that as to go vote twice. I, I didn't. But to the average person out there, I mean, I, maybe that's how they saw it. But no, even, even the average person can't see it that way because he l- literally says, verify that your vote um, it came in, that it's been processed. If it has not, then vote. Uh, and that's what he was basically saying. It, it was uh, basically he was saying, make sure that your, your vote is counted. It's not a um, go in and vote twice, yeah. like the media is saying. So even the, the thing is, is the average person is going to realize what he's saying here, right? He, they'll they'll understand the the people that are already against Trump that are looking for any other reason to be against Trump and are just willing to jump on board and share this nonsense with others. That's who's going to it's going to encourage them. So the people that are that are already against Trump that aren't really enthusiastic about Biden, right? This will this will kind of gin up a little bit more enthusiasm for Biden. I think that's what their hope is, which everyone's making a big deal about. All Trump said, go vote twice to the party that sent out 80 million mail in ballots, which there, there was a fun altercation with uh, Barr, by the way, in an interview. And Barr absolutely destroys the interviewers. Um, question. It was great. Uh, all right. So we have a clip. Did you say you have a clip of uh, of Barr on the uh, the mail in voting? Is that right? Yeah, this is this is Barr on uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer's uh, program here. As far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since. Uh, well, we have we haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail in ballots as being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now, what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which was what has been one of the major complaints in state. 
states that have tried this in, in municipal elections. And uh, people who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the, the previous occupant and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole generate several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? You know, I, I like Barr. I, I like I like him. It's it, forget his politics. OK, just his demeanor and the way that he handles people. <laughs> Isn't it great? The way he just sits there and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. OK, so uh, are you going to let me speak now? <laughs> it's like he's bars a former CIA guy. So he knows how to handle that stuff. And he knows that a pathetic politician or, or some garbage news anchor that's sitting there, he knows that they're nothing. Right. He knows how to handle their uh, their ad hominem attacks. So he just doesn't even play into their hand. And that, that's what I like about Barr. You know, you can put his politics aside, but uh, that, that's what I like about it. He's he's stone cold on that. And I think it's great. Let's see if I can find that interview real quick. I don't know if we want to play it, but yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Well, I, I looked at him as far as yeah, while you're see if you can find that at the time when he was called to uh, the house. Do you remember that when he was sitting up there when Nadler was chairing that thing? Uh -huh. And they were beating up on him. That, yeah. yeah, they were up there beating up on him. And he's just like, well, look, I'm, I'm trying to explain this. And you people just aren't letting me talk. And every time he would say something like that, then they would say, I, I take back my time, which is basically just shut up and let me talk. That's that's all mm -hmm. that is. And I mean, he made the he made the reference. I remember in that interview, he made the reference to um, they were talking about Antifa, actually, which we're going to talk about Antifa today. Wait till you hear what's going on in Portland with Antifa today. You're going to love it. But they were talking about Antifa and he was talking about how Antifa should be made a domestic terrorist organization. And the, the people that were sitting at the House members that were sitting up on the uh, the panel in front of him were arguing that fact, of course, because of obviously they support them. But he said, look, this is when they were trying to burn down the federal courthouse in Portland. He says, look, if they're out there trying to uh, burn down a courthouse, OK, well, what if they come here and they try to burn down this Capitol building we're sitting in? Is that a peaceful protest? He got no answer for that because they don't have any answers for that. But anyway, OK. All right. So the next thing anyway, we, we got sidetracked there about Trump. So the next thing about Trump is this uh, this comment. That was the voting thing. So the, the next comment we've got on this thing is this this nonsense that he's done with uh, supposedly calling vets like losers and, and whatever for getting killed or something. What And this this is supposedly I heard this is supposedly when he went to what was it, Normandy? Was it like last year or like two years ago? Yeah, and this is ago. not this even is, this is this is 2018. Yeah, exactly that. He he went to the I believe it was the World War One Memorial in France, I think. And he was due to go there. Uh, but there was some bad weather and they weren't able to fly in and, you know, use the chopper and the Secret Service weren't uh, they, they weren't going to drive him there. You know, the, the security risks so that he was he ended up not being able to do it at that time. And the media is spinning a new narrative now. So where does this talk of him calling people losers? Where, where does this where does this come from? Because from what I heard, it was somebody that heard him say someone else say it. That's that's what I gathered from it. Basically, yeah, it's it's hearsay. So it's it's in reference to why he did not go to the memorial. They're saying that uh, they being the media and this this hearsay I, I don't know the unidentified um, uh, person here. They they won't even identify themselves, which I, I have issue with. By the way, if you're going to give this kind of bombshell information that can't be sourced in any way, and you have four other witnesses that were there at the time that said no, this did not happen, 
if you're unwilling to identify yourself and provide some kind of recording video or record, I can't even, even if you were to produce a, a video or a record uh, or like a, a recording of this, I don't even know that I would have difficulty believing it as well, just because of Trump's previous, the policies he's enacted and the positions he's taken. He, he is very much a troop supporter, but they're saying that the reason he didn't go to the memorial is... All the all the the dead soldiers there are not heroes. They're suckers and losers uh, for dying. Oh, please. That's that's what they're saying. Yeah, please. Now, question. You say they're unwilling to name themselves. I'm guessing here. Is it possible it could be Eric Charmella? I mean, it's possible. I mean, it could be anybody, honestly, could be anybody with a grudge. It could be one of the interns at their news agency. I mean, we don't know who it is. They, They won't reveal their source. So. It could easily be some drummed up thing there. I don't know. Maybe this is their October surprise or something. I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just I don't see that coming out of Trump. And, you know, I watched the press conference yesterday from the White House. He was up there at the podium himself. He announced that Lou Holtz was going to be the Presidential Medal of Freedom, by the way, the uh, former Notre Dame coach. And one of the reporters asked rather than ask the question about that, rather than ask the question about the economy, because that's all he talked about. And to be honest, I think that's what this is. This vote twice and this double whammy we're being hit with by the media and this supposed vet talk nonsense that he put out there. So I think that's a that's a double dose of smokescreen to hide the economy rebounding. That's my guess. I agree. Um, I believe we're at what, 8.3% unemployment or 8.6%, um, yeah. which is the same percentage Barack Obama was at for his reelection when he was running for reelection. So, yeah. Now, granted, we, we still have some time before the elections come, you know, before the election. We're right at what, 60 days? Uh, less than uh, that. Less than that. So, I mean, there's a lot that could happen in there in, in that time frame. Uh, the economy could go up, could go down. We don't know, especially with the bailouts um, and, and, you know, the uh, unemployment and, and whatnot. Those are, are going to go away soon. Next month, I think. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the, and honestly, the problem with that one is, do you know who has control over that? Who has control over the um, bailouts and the, the unemployment? Um, I'm assuming, yeah, I was going to say the house because do you see they put uh-huh. together a $4 trillion spending bill now or no, 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 I'm sorry. No, that's not, yeah. that's, that's incorrect. No, that's incorrect. They want to raise taxes by 4 trillion. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's great. Um, that's going to be right. When the, the economy's reeling from the pandemic lockdowns that you guys insisted we do for a, a flu virus and you're wanting to hit them with more taxes when they're hurting. Um, uh, no, that anyway, uh, my, my point is, is it's Pelosi. Do you think she would uh, try to, to um, use this kind of thing, to destroy our economy to, you know, try to get at Trump and, and throw the election? Do you, do you think she would try to do something like that? Is that rhetorical? Well, it's rhetorical, but it, it, it's also I mean, if you wanted to answer it, you know, it, it would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, honestly, it's up in the air on on whether or not the economy is going to stay good or continue to to increase. Um, this one, honestly, the economy really baffles me because we've lost in many of the major cities, 30, 40, 50 percent of the jobs in those cities. You know, it varies based on city. And how is how is the stock market and everything? How is the economy doing so well? How 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 are people so many getting reemployed? And I, I don't know. It just seems like maybe the statistics are off a little bit. Maybe it's um, 
I don't know. I, it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe those people are leaving and finding work in other cities or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it looks bad, man. It, it looks bad. But yeah. uh, the way that the migration is happening and people are leaving and to be honest, you got the you got the blue states that are just like what we talked about with Cuomo, how you need 4000 uh, social distancing cops now to be paying attention. To I mean, who wants to live like that? Who wants to live like that? Honestly, I think it's a tactic to just drive people out. And then if you're in Rochester and you're sitting at a street side cafe, wait till we talk about that later on today. Right. If you're in Portland, why in the world would you want to stay in Portland at this point? I mean, it's just it, it baffles me. It baffles me for those that are in those cities. And I feel sorry for the people that are in there that can't leave. So anyway. All right. Uh, border crossings. Border crossings are up and we got a lot of meth trucking across because, well, we have to we have to fuel the Antifa mob somehow. Right. Because they're nothing but a bunch of meth head, green skinned people that just emerged from their parents' basements, most of them, and crawled out of the academic world. And the tech giants, which I'm not joking, that's where most of them come from. What's going on with the border crossings? And we do have a lot of drugs coming across. Yeah. Yeah. So federal agents last month arrested 50,000 illegals trying to come across the border, which they obviously did come across the border. And that's where they caught them. But um, of those, um, we've had an increase of about... Two times, pretty close to two times, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, just shy of, of two times the, the meth. So uh, as of last year, well, technically it's more than that because the year's not over. But last year, there was 68,000 pounds of meth that was confiscated. Now, this is nationwide, okay? Now, this year so far, we've had 118,000 pounds of meth that has been confiscated. Now, coming across the border, keep in mind, 68,000 is the entire year last year. And 118,000 is only up to this point, really, last month uh, of this year. So um, that's a that's a huge uptick that we're seeing. That's uh, a lot of, of uh, that. That is a lot of that meth. is a lot of meth. And that's only what we're catching, right? We we don't know how much more is coming through. So I mean, uh, some of the pictures they're showing is like uh, big like semi trailers or large trucks where they've replaced the floor underneath the the flooring. It's just cram packed with uh, meth under the floorboards, and in, in this one case, it was a tractor trailer containing six hundred uh, or excuse me, five hundred and sixty four pounds of meth. Man, that's a lot of meth. So, and to be honest with you, that stuff, that stuff is like the new crack. It's easy to make, it's cheap, and and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I remember, was it like 10 years ago? Yeah, something like 10. Oh, no, it's about 10, 10, 12 years ago. One of the biggest concerns we actually had, especially when we'd be snatching people up off the streets, one of the biggest concerns we had were meth problems in the inner cities. And as just as that was starting to grow, I mean, of course, it's been like, it has been more than 10, 12 years ago. It was like maybe 15, 20 years ago. And one of the biggest issues we had were the meth heads that would actually, they would, Bruce, you're not going to believe this. They would take, you know, like the little Gatorade bottles, you know what I'm talking about? Like the little 20 ounces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ones you can yep. get at like, you know, fuel stations and things like that or gas stations, whatever, for, um, you know, just like a, a dollar or two. At least, well, it's probably more than that now, but just those things. OK, so they would get one of these things. They would take I'm, I'm not I'm not making this up. They would take this and they would they would either drink the, the liquid that was in it or they would just dump it out because all they wanted was the container. They would take the container. They would put all of the ingredients in. And I'm not going to mention what those are to make methamphetamine and they could have a working product, a usable product in about an hour. So it was like it was essentially it was compressing the cook time down in this little tiny 
uh, container. Now, here's the problem, and this is why you see it with meth labs and things like that across the country in the US that explode. This is why you see people that end up with like severe burn victims and things like that, because when a meth lab explodes, it's it's horrendous because the chemicals involved in order to manufacture that working product and the steps you have to take in order to, to get that product. Well, if you compress that into a small container, which is what these meth heads were doing, the problem was is that they would keep that on them. So they would mix it up. It would be cooking and then it would. And there's an immense amount of pressure involved here, too. It would be on them. So in their pocket, inside of a jacket pocket, or inside of a pants pocket or something. And one of the biggest issues we had was... Um, a lot of people were getting injured. A lot of these meth heads were, were actually getting well, severely injured in some cases, because if you would go to affect some kind of a, a, an arrest on one of them and they had one of these things on them, you didn't know it. I mean, if it was just like stashed down in a jacket pocket, you know, those deep jacket pockets or something, if it was stashed down in there and you agitate that container that has a process working to try and make the, uh, the, the usable product of meth, the thing would explode. And you think, okay, well, it's just some kind of, you know, small pressure bust. No. And when I say this thing would explode, it would explode at almost the intensity of as a stick of dynamite. That's how dangerous this thing was. I mean, to be honest with you, and I still talk to some uh, law enforcement officers that are over there and they say that the problems kind of, you know, worked its way through and they don't quite see that as much as they used to. But nonetheless, that is, I mean, to, to give people an idea of the dangers of these simple drugs like that. And you're talking about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying uh, a simple workable product inside of an hour to an addict. You're talking about 500 plus pounds of this stuff. Yeah. And to to add to that uh, about the explosion, there was an incident uh, in the, the town I, I lived in back in Missouri. There was a, a, a drummer there for some of the shows in uh, Branson area. Mm -hmm. He uh, was killed in an explosion in his home. And that's what was believed to have been the cause was he was he was making meth and it it blew up in the I think it was in the kitchen and good lord yeah it pretty much blew that side of the the trailer up I mean it, it's it's pretty bad but the the other issue with this meth is they're also bringing over fentanyl and fentanyl is um well you know Floyd that's right medical equivalent heroin yeah. Yeah, that's what it is yeah 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 uh, he had fentanyl on him and uh, it, it's a lot more powerful, a lot more expensive. We're, we're talking five pounds of it goes for um, close to $800,000. You know, it, it's uh, pretty expensive stuff. Whereas this other with meth, right, currently it's about $4,000 per pound currently. Uh, so that, that's a lot of money they, they've... Uh, we're, we're, we're talking seems awful. half a seems billion awful dollars high. so far. That's, that seems awful it is. high. It is. They said at the beginning of the year it was uh, 1700 per pound, but that's increased um, So because of all the COVID stuff. Indeed. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Bruce, and I know we had a couple other things we wanted to discuss. Unfortunately, we're out of time this morning, so we are going to have to end. So we will catch you later on this afternoon. So today we're going to be talking some uh, Portland riots. We're going to be talking some Rochester riots. We're going to be talking about where they house the, uh, the rioters in Portland. You're going to love that. And we're going to talk a little bit about Australia as well. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. And for all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.